Welcome to Poke Boys, a Pokemon podcast brought to you by Showboys. Hosts Mike, Kumino, and Dad join forces for an epic Pokemon podcast where they can fully indulge themselves in wild Pokemon challenges, fan game and ROM hack playthroughs, and all sorts of other Pokemon-related content. In this week's episode, get to know the creator of Pokemon Infinity, Atomic Reactor, as Mike and Dad sit down and chat about his inspirations for the game, the fan game creation process, and much more as they prepare for Season 4. Welcome to Pokey Boys. We're here uh, for the Season 3 interstitial episode uh, to hold you over until Season 4 comes out. Um, and uh, we have a special episode for you guys today. Uh, we're joined by Atomic Reactor, the developer of Pokemon Infinity, which will be the game that we will be playing through in Season 4. Um, so first off, uh, thank you for coming on. And um, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, and dad's here, of course. So what's up? I'm here. Yep. I'm, <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, Kumino couldn't be here. He had something come up last minute, but um, he is uh, chomping at the bit to start season four. He pretty we, much we asked like, every other day, like when are we starting? So hopefully that'll be starting soon for you guys. Um, but I guess before we even get into the interview, um, we are playing Pokemon Infinity. Atomic is the creator of Pokemon Infinity. And uh, this fan game came out in 2020. Is that right? Um, yeah, I think I tried to time the release of the demo for the same day as the Animal Crossing release. So I could play that. So it was March 20th of 2020. Nice. Uh, right when COVID kind of shut everything down in the yeah. United States. Yeah. Yeah. Good, the good old days. They say. Yeah. Good timing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, he, uh, Atomic was super nice and, uh, helped us out with our season four reward for Kumino for, for being the, uh, battle champion at the end of season three and was super uh, awesome and modified Kumino's save file so he could start with a shiny starter. So again, thank you for doing that. That was super nice of you. Totally didn't have to do that, but man, that (laughs) that was super awesome. Kumino's very, very excited. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Pokemon Infinity? Uh, I guess it is a fan game made on RPG Maker XP. Um, obviously, I think that's kind of the main thing a lot of people know already. Uh, mm-hmm. My name is Atomic Reactor uh, online. My real name is Justin. Um, in real life, I'm an art teacher. Um, but online, you know, I do this stuff but my main hobby is making fan games or you know one fan game now at this point 
Um, I've been making fan games for way too long since I was like, I want to say 14, um, 13, 14 going into high school and I'm 30 now. So this is like my last, last project. And then I'm done doing that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been working on. I, I like making games in general, um, drawing, painting, just art in general. I'm an art teacher. Um, so yeah, that's kind of me. Uh, the game itself started, <clears throat> I want to say it really started late 2018 when I got just the idea to make the starters. And then I just kind of toyed around on paint and put those together. I think I made the f- the f- last three stages. So the Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur first. And mm-hmm. then from there, I was like, I should probably like, I like these. I should do something with these. Um <laughs> And so I kind of, you know, started formulating and plotting and scheming and that started 20 late 2018. And then I kind of hit it hard in 2019 and onward and just consistently just plucked away at it each day. And 2020, 2020 released the demo, December of 21 released the final build or the 2.0 build. And then since then have been releasing patches with like post-game content bug fixes typo fixes of course um (laughs) extra content stuff like that and then hopefully soon which i've been saying for months now uh the final (laughs) update should be here which is the 3.0 update which i'm really excited about because that's going to be hopefully kind of like the nail in the coffin and i can finally be done (laughs) so rest finally (laughs) this whole project is just you right um or do you have, not, did you have help? I definitely had help. The first and main thing I do want to make clear, and this goes for like a lot of people that make fan games like this, is the engine it's built on was made by just a handful of people and is mainly maintained by one person named Maruno. Um so the whole function of the Pokemon engine, like I didn't make any of that. I just mm-hmm. took that and built on that you know did the graphics did i mean i did all the world design all the writing you know everything story-wise any graphical uh you know customization stuff like that in itself like the game would be nothing and none of the fan games would be anything without the pokemon essentials engine that maruno has maintained and built so like without that it would not exist so first of all it's that (laughs) then it's um so I would say when I started in 2018, you know, like I said, I was just making some graphics. Um, at that point, I had made several games. And so I had quite a bit of experience just with all aspects of that. My weakest part being like the programming aspect, which is what our hang up is right now with the final update. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, 2018, I have a group of friends that I've always kind of talked to throughout this whole hobby of mine. Um, so I, I would always bounce ideas off of them and get feedback from them. So they definitely helped a lot. Once I released the demo in 2020, then Marco, who goes by Futur, Futur, I think is how he says oh, it, okay, cool. um, he he reached out to me, and the main gist of it was he really liked my game, and if you compliment my game, I'm like, cool, I must, I'm gonna like this person. Obviously, they're nice <laughs> to me. Um, so I, you know, talked to him a little bit, but then he like complained about some of the more competitive aspects of it. And and he was like, I think it's like, I think it's like the the language barrier between German and just you know United States, um, because he just came off kind of harsh 
but very direct <laughs> and very blunt about his criticisms of it. And I was like, hey, you know what? I appreciate the criticism. I'm really glad you liked the game. And he like was talking all this competitive stuff. And I was like, that's cool. I don't know what you're saying because that was never what I like. I never played the games for that. I don't know anything. About, I mean, now I do, but I didn't really know a lot about competitive stuff. And mm-hmm. so he's spouting off all this stuff about com- the competitive side of things. And I was like, hey, you should just do that stuff with me for the game because <laughs> I don't know go. how to do it. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So we kind of joke about how he complained his way into being a part of the game. <laughs> nice. And he's been like, I mean, he's the other half of the game at this point. I mean, he has done all the competitive side, every fake fun that we've added. He did the stats, oh, wow. um, a lot of the cool. information. Um, so yeah, at that point, you know, he definitely took up a big chunk of the work while I maintained the world design story, art, uh, fake mon, all, you know, all everything else really. Um, and then, yeah, it was him and I trying to think who else. Oh, and then God, when was this? Doesn't really matter. Some, sometime after the first Mm -hmm. demo, um, I think it was like summer of 2020, probably. Um, there was this guy that posted on Reddit, just this cool evolution art, and i was like wow that's good and then i saw him post another one again and i was like wow that's also good he's consistently good at this and then he posted another i was like wow it'd be really cool if he let me use his designs in this game so i reached out to him and this you know i've been doing this kind of stuff long enough to know like god don't just like beg everybody you can for all the stuff they make like they make it for themselves like it's not for you like but i was like you know what i'm gonna take my shot like, this guy seems good. I have actual, like, a background in this. Like, I'm not just some random person. Like, I have a, um, you know, like, portfolio that I can show him and be like, hey, this is actually a serious project that isn't just going to die off in the next few weeks. Like, right. would you be interested? So, anyway, yeah, I reached out to him and was like, hey, really love your designs, blah, blah, blah. Here's my game. Um, would you want to, like, team up and, and put these in here, make them playable? And he agreed. And then he Very made cool. up the rest of the evolution. So, we got that satisfaction of completing out the wheel um made a bunch of other designs helped me realize some of my design ideas and yeah so he played an integral part to a lot of the fake fake mon concepts um so i'd say him and marco and i were kind of the three main developers of it um since the 2021 release we've had a few programmers come on um that have have helped uh with some quality of life features and updates and bug fixes which has been super nice um and again with their help the 3.0 update very excited for that a lot of cool things gonna come with that um but yeah that's kind of the main team but there's there's a handful sorry uh yeah there's a few more a handful of people that help with testing and um quality control and just running the discord and it's like llama farmer uh jpa tomics um, not that I have to do shout outs. I'm not getting paid for this. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I just don't want to forget them. You know, a lot of people that help out in a lot of other smaller ways too, but for sure. yeah, I'd say though, that's, that's the main gist. Yeah. I, I will say, um, I popped into your guys's server. Um, when we, uh, when the idea of infinity for a season, uh, popped up and I, like randomly asked if you guys had any ideas for a certain challenge that we were thinking about doing and everyone in your discord is so nice and super helpful like <laughs> i've had great interactions with everyone in there um yeah so uh you got you got some cool people on your team and um again thank you for coming on here and doing this with us yeah uh, that means a lot um it's uh now, it's good that you 
you kind of came in when you did. I mean, the the server and the people on the server have generally been pretty nice and and helpful. But like early on, there were just like a couple people. Like this is when the first game first dropped. There were a couple people that kind of complained because we weren't always like super helpful all the time. Mm-hmm. But it was it was funny because we would get like the same question about like where an item is three posts in a row and then we'd answer it so eventually we'd be a little snarky with answers and so yeah. like yeah i'm just that that thing have calmed down and we have a, a frequently asked questions channel that answers so many questions that we don't have to um so yeah just glad glad you came in when you did <laughs> well that, that sounds like good timing then um yeah. so sorry itch on my leg um what like have you always been a pokemon fan or um like when did uh creating a pokemon fan game kind of uh enter your mind like what what was the inspiration of of finally doing this definitely definitely always been a fan like i remember i you know one of my earliest memories with just video games in general is getting like i think it was yellow for christmas and yeah, i was four. I started on yellow too <laughs> it was either yellow or red or blue you know it was one of those ones i don't quite remember no it was yellow it was yellow um but i got that i think i was like four so i couldn't read yet so i had to sit in my grandpa's lap and he would read <laughs> everything to me and so it was you know just kind of a nice sentimental memory with that and so you know mm-hmm. since that been a fan i can't even remember if it was the show first or the game first had to have been the show first i really don't remember um but yeah always been a fan of the games i think god i think it was right around fourth gen diamond and pearl that were coming out that's when i first started to actually use the internet um <laughs> and okay you know, i gotta ask you a question that. first yeah, real yeah, quick because yeah. you brought yeah. it up um in your early pokemon playing days did you yeah. buy like the the magazine like strategy guides I had, I know I had the crystal one, and oh, then I yeah. did, when I was older, <laughs> when I was like a young teen, um, I did get the fire red and, and uh, leaf green, and then the ruby sapphire one, mostly because I wanted the braille decoder, oh, because I didn't cool. realize you could just look up a braille decoder on Google at the time, because I was an idiot. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I remember, uh, like, I forget exactly when, um, but... I was introduced to Pokemon through Pokemon Yellow. My mom like went half seas with me on the yellow Game Boy Color th- mm-hmm. that came with Pokemon Yellow. Um, and yeah, it's so funny you brought up that thing about the internet back in the day when we played games like without knowing everything about them in like thirty yeah. seconds after their release. We had to actually like play them and talk to our friends and stuff. Or you could go buy the the like strategy guide <laughs> magazines yep. or whatever. I had one for gold and silver i think and yeah just well trip down memory lane i totally derailed you uh so go ahead and continue sir but <laughs> no that, that's you're good um so let's see i yeah got yellow grew up with that got every game um oh yeah fourth generation started using the internet started using the computer i literally i think what really was the 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 first step was making little shitty sprite comics um out of gen 3 graphics from spriter's resource i would make them of my brother and i and it was oh man it was just terrible quality but you know whatever um i've gotten a little bit better since then so that's nice um and then i think yeah i don't know i just stumbled around on the internet you know googled how to make a game how to make 
uh, a Pokemon game, found out what a game engine was, stumbled across Poke Community. And I mean, I feel like that's got to be like how a lot of us started out doing it because there's, you know, a lot of people that do this kind of hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, start. Uh, yeah, so about around fourth gen. And since then, I've been making games. Nice. Um, yeah. <clears throat> were there any, uh, like, I, I know there are some things in your game that I don't really want to talk about at the moment. I, I've mm-hmm. played and beat it, uh, yep. like, early last year or whatever. Uh, Dad and our other host have not played it yet, so I don't want to mm-hmm. spoil anything. But I know there's certain things in the end game that uh, you were probably a fan of and inspired you. But were there any other um, inspirations that you, like, directly pulled from and put into the game that maybe you could talk about that don't spoil anything yes that'll be i can try and do that yeah that's probably um, a very hard question I will, yeah <laughs> well i want to say without spoiling too much which they won't spoil much unless you just know about this specific thing um i was i like well i had i have watched like the first few seasons of rick and morty and there was this theory I had seen um, online that I just thought was a really cool theory. And I was like, wow, what if I just did that, but with Pokemon and then just had Pokemon do all the craziest shit that I wanted to. And then, yeah, that kind of was the building foundation basis of the entire game, um, among okay. other things. If I had to pick, yeah, let, let's see what else. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening was a big inspiration. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Um, Golden Sun, but I can't tell you how. I know I use some music from Golden Sun, but it's more than just that. There's Golden Sun's an inspiration just like eternally and internally forever. So, <laughs> um, I feel like that's the main, the main ones. Oh, Pokemon, that's probably you know ah, a main one so. as well. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, I would I will say more specifically like obviously obviously it's Pokemon. Uh but more specifically one of the moderators on the Discord has kind of said it and I just kind of like the way he puts it is that the game is a love letter to like the first several generations and so there's a lot of there's a lot of moments in the game that are supposed to like <clears throat> almost give you deja vu of events from other games. Mm. Um I don't know I tried to channel a lot of just like similar experiences and situations that you would have had in primarily second slash fourth gen, you know, HGSS. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, obviously, you know, it's based on Pokemon, but I really did try to work in things that I really loved about the series and enjoyed. Um, So yeah, say that was, that'd be the main inspiration behind all of it. Excuse me. Um, It's good. Now I, I, I want to talk about um, one of my favorite aspects. Well, before we get into that, first off, um, like were were you a player of other fan games and ROM hacks before you uh, started doing this, or um, yeah, like what directly led you to like I'm gonna make a a Pokemon fan game? Like, were you deep into like the rabbit hole of fan games as a player or I kind of got into developing and playing at the same time. So once I realized that (laughs) 
once I realized that like Game Boy Advance games use the same technology that I was messing around with with in MS Paint on my dad's computer, like pixel art. Once I made that connection, I was like, wait, I can I can make the same kind of art. Okay, cool. And that that like I said earlier, that's kind of what got my first step towards figuring out how to make it playable, figuring out how to put it into a game format. And so that all led me to Polka Community. And through learning what people were using to design their own games, you know, obviously that taught me how to do my own thing. Um, mm. But I definitely found other games and other like-minded individuals and have made friends that have lasted since then. So if I got into, I want to say 2007, 2008, you know, t- since then I have, you know, essentially lifelong friends. Mm. Um, but yeah, I played quite a few games. I will say, I'm very picky when it comes to playing fan games. Um, They have to be pretty polished. Like there's a lot of little things that like, if you don't do this with your game, it's just going to turn me off immediately and I won't play Mm it. Um, So I very much don't play very many games. It was, I would have loved to play a lot more of when I was younger, but when I first got into it, we had dial up. So doing anything Mm -hmm. that required a or download was a nightmare so it just the cards <laughs> were not in my favor these stars did not align uh when i had the time and ambition to play them to now when i can but i don't want to right. um Dude, but no there's there... plenty of great games out there that that i have played wish i could play more i will play more eventually after i'm done maybe i don't know we'll see <laughs> Is is there uh, a fan game that sticks out that you've played that's like man that one was really awesome um it has been a while since I played one. There's definitely good. So Relic Castle puts on a game jam, what feels like year round. Um, it is, they have a winter Never one end. and then they have one in the summer. And it's, so I'm on the Relic Castle discord and I, I kind of lurk. I just check out the the feedback and graphics channels just to see what people are working on. I just genuinely like to see what kind of maps people are making and, and just kind of, I like to see what people do. It's fun. Um, yeah. And so every game jam, it seems like another gem is dropped. Like there's so many short, really good little games. Um, God, I, I, I hate to try and list off games that I know are good because I don't want to leave any off a list. Um, but I don't know, Ethereal Gates from like 2015. Yeah, 2015, which is repurposed to be uh, Sea and Sky, I believe. Like they are phenomenal at what they do. The Phoenix Rising team, when they were in their prime, were really good. Um, I've seen a lot of games. The thing is, is there's so many games that pop up and look great, but then they fizzle out and don't go anywhere. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I've seen a lot of really promising <laughs> stuff, but it a lot of it never comes to fruition. Right. I know, you know, uranium happened. I don't know if you heard about uranium, but they had Mm -hmm. a cease and desist. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, No, that was like the biggest, biggest, I think, that fan games have been in the news in a lot, you know, ever when uranium got yanked. Um, But yeah, uranium was good in its time. You know, Flux, uh, the guys who made uh, uranium, they did a new demo for their game. That came out recently, and that looks great. I was Mm. on the testing team for that. I was not very helpful. I was too busy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that looks good. I don't know. There's there's a lot of gems, and there's so many people doing unique takes and like their own spin on things that there's there's just a lot out there that there's so many I can't even name one. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Um. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry. Um. 
so Annette, what I was going to ask originally, because I'm, I'm excited to talk about this, my favorite thing about uh, fan games, and, and I would say even some of the main series games now when they started introducing this, but the, the regional variants of existing Pokemon, um, you guys have quite a few, and I mean, it's the obvious right out of the out of the gate your three starters mm-hmm. are variants of charmander bulbasaur and squirtle of course um first like what was your inspiration for the starters and their type changes and uh like i mean i just i i just love the idea <laughs> of a pokemon like adapting and having different typings to like these new regions that they're in um mm-hmm. Like, are you, do you find uh, new regional variants more exciting than fake Mon or the other way around? Uh, I just asked you like 17 questions. So yeah, yeah, yeah. answer any of them in any order you'd like. Sorry, I just get really excited <laughs> talking about this. No, no, no. Uh, I was able to jot down like half of three of those questions. So I'll okay, try my perfect. best to answer them. <laughs> um, so I will first, the designs. Yeah, you did it. Hold on. My mind's trying to capture all the questions. Yeah, we'll start <laughs> um, with the th- your three starters. He, he does this all the time. It, yeah, you know, dude, I'm, I just get um, too excited, and my mouth doesn't stop. <laughs> first thing I'll answer is my preference between fake mon and regional variants. Um, I think it's hit or miss. I think it's it really depends on the design. There's so many fake mon designs um, that I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But then I see like a, a regional variant design that, while it can be unique or interesting, it just doesn't grab me like that like it it's all very it all depends like my preference for monster designs is going to be the main decider on if i want that or not mm. there's definitely i mean i there i think there's probably a couple designs in infinity that i'm not like a huge fan of but i know a couple of the other team members liked it and i was like all right that's you know they don't all have to be my favorite that's fine um so when it comes to the starters um, it was really every, every design that I do is just literally an itch that I need to scratch. Um, and so here's what the itches were. I wanted a dragon Charmander line and I wanted it to be like a Chinese dragon. So designed it that way. Nailed I designed it, backwards. <laughs> What'd you say? I said nailed it. I think. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I really, I really like the, the, the puberty stricken Charmeleon who's like, weirdly long and awkward looking um i thought that was perfect design epitome of design um but yeah i kind of got i i ran with the idea and designed backwards so long charizard um venusaur i think honestly that one was the other way around i just really wanted a bulbasaur with a cactus bulb and then i'd go from there um like that just was something i always wanted to have for years same with Mm. the the long charizard um and then the last one was literally just, I always loved the little cloud ears on War Turtle. So I was like, what if it was that and and just more of that? And so it was the Blastoise just was a giant turbo cloud making machine. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if, if you can tell, but I'm a little <laughs> partial to my little toad yeah. over here. So um, yeah, I liked the, the Bulbasaur lines. Very cool. Um, in my first playthrough, that's who I chose. And I really enjoyed it um and uh as part as our part of our uh like season three battle kumino won so he got the shiny starter but then he also picked our starters for us i'm not complaining because i love bulbasaur but i got bulbasaur again so i don't get to experience 
Charmander or Squirtle, but I guess I'll just have to play for a third time. Um, oh, bummer. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, but I really like uh, a lot of the regional variants that you have. In particular, um, in my first playthrough, I caught uh, Spiro and um, loved... What what was it? Dark fighting, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Super cool, and the the design itself, the the Firo sprite and everything, super awesome. I loved loved that Pokemon. Yeah, um, that one was a so homeless is the name of the artist who did the evolutions I mentioned earlier. I don't know why I didn't say mm-hmm. his name. I'm sorry. Um, homeless, obviously that's not his real name. That's his you know online <laughs> pen name. Um, at least homeless I think Smith. that's not his real name. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, but he did. He made the design for that Spiro and Firo, and I, I'm pretty positive he came up with the dark fighting typing as well. But yeah, mm. Marco, any typings that weren't like set, Marco usually decided on a lot of those. Um, he actually decided for the Venusaur line, because we originally had ground and, or, you know, grass and ground, but mm. he said, you know, kind of dumb to have a Torterra clone. And I was like, right. sure, you complain so well, I'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> and I mean, he made the argument for, for grass and rock. And I was like, you know, it's, cl- yeah, I can read grass rock. That's believable. So I was like, that's close enough. It works. It's, it is definitely my favorite line. I know we're, we've moved off the Venusaur chat already, but I'm going to bring it back. Um, the Venusaur line, I think, is, I think it is mm-hmm. uh, the most practical and the po- most pragmatic starter choice. There's always that discussion on the Discord. What's the best one to choose? That's mm-hmm. my answer. It's always the Bulbasaur line. It's the safest yes. bet. My man, give him like my little bulb like source it. some love. Um, is there a uh, particular regional form uh, that you're super uh, proud of in Ego? That is how you uh, say yeah. your region's name, right? Ego, yes, it is Ego and not Ego. A lot of people say Ego and it kills me. <laughs> uh, um, not the waffle. I'm, I'm happy I got it right. Um, there's literally an NPC in the first town that tells you how to pronounce it because of how many people I saw mispronouncing it. Um, let me get the wiki up and see. So you asked, you asked a favorite regional or favorite fake mod or which one did you ask? We can do both. Let's start with regional first. That's what I was going to ask you. (laughs) I am. I do like my starters. Yeah. While Uh, you're looking uh, for that, I will say, uh, I, you, you know, you always love the fake mod. But like I love the new evolutions to some of mm-hmm. the existing Pokemon that you guys added. Yeah. Um, yeah. In particular, I, I I should have looked these names up before. Um, but the Marowak evolution, is it Terathwack? Terathwack. My brother in law actually, we were we were hanging out one weekend and I was just sketching. I was like, hey what should i draw or like who who needs an evolution he said marowak and i was like perfect let's do it yeah. um sketch that out and honestly the sketch actually went really well in hindsight sorry just kind of thinking out loud now um <laughs> um yeah terathwack that yep that's definitely one of my favorites i Dude, love the knock towel into grimfowl line that is very cool too god grimfowl grimfowl definitely has carried me on a few runs Firo is that a lot of people use i see a lot of people use Firo. can we just um, say that like pokemon the the pokemon company like really dropped the ball with Noctowl's typing just oh yeah how do you not type it dark i mean or because what is it is it just normal flying yeah yeah at least i thought psychic yeah either either would be fine 
It's an owl. It owls are out at night. Just make it, it would, flying dark. Come on, what are you doing? Their downfall is imminent. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then Johto regionals. I mean, I like all the regionals, but those are the ones that stick out to me. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to to go through another run and um, try out some of the the Pokemon, the, the new Pokemon um, that I didn't use last time. I get stuck in a rut where like I just catch my initial team and then mm-hmm. I, I fall in love with them. And then I never change them out the rest of the game. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened my first playthrough of Infinity. It was like my first like six out of my first eight or ten Pokemon. I was like, yep, okay, that's my team. And then I use it in the entire game. I feel like that's my thing every game, like every Pokemon game, is like I you you grow the sentimental attachment. Obviously, there's people that don't have that problem, which great for them, but well, they're also psychopaths, probably. (laughs) Um like I don't have the ambition to be training up brand new Pokemon every few times, but you know, that also did go into the design philosophy. Like I wanted, we did try to make it so that wherever you did pick up a new Pokemon, it wasn't a huge pain to try and get them caught up with yours. Um, so switching out in this game actually isn't too terrible, but no, I'm with you. I, I just usually stick to the first few that I get. Um, but I did definitely try to make it so that every playthrough you do, like there's so much variety in what you can catch that you should be able to do a completely unique team every time, especially with a feature coming in the update. But we can talk about that later if you wanted to talk about the update ever. Yeah. Well, hey, we're here. Let's uh, talk about it. Yeah. Tell us what's coming with the new update. Um. Well, the feature I was referring to is that if you go, not right now, but in the 3.0 build, if you go up to the professor's computer in his lab, um, and you don't have to hack it, you just have to put his password in, and his password is just password, so it's really simple. <laughs> um, you uh, lock the Silphco kind of program on his computer, which allows you to change out your starters. And mm-hmm. so... You can switch it between the Kanto starter, well, the Ego starters, technically, the normal Kanto starters, the Johto starters, the regional Johto starters, the Hoenn, so on mm. and so forth. Um, I think we're adding mono challenge or monotype challenge so you can get um, a set for all the types. So you can have, you know, if you do the fire monotype challenge, your starter set will be like three different fire types. Dude, that's um, so sick. God, challenge options. I think we had mentioned that to you guys back a while ago um like nuzlocke mode being added mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different challenge options and modifiers um rainbow mode which is kind of like sh- like i don't know shinies that are just hue shifted pokemon that are a lot less rare um which is kind of neat i don't know yeah. um there's some more cool stuff but it's a lot of post-game content that would be too spoilery to talk about too much yeah. well i think what you've teased so far is pretty rad sounding yeah, um sounds really just cool. as as someone who likes to uh do self-imposed challenges and whatnot like it's always awesome when games add challenge modes especially like you're saying the monotype thing and it'll set you with you know three types of that you chose mm-hmm. that is sick uh we did uh our last season we had a type draft where me and the other hosts we p- took turns picking types and we were only allowed to use the types we picked so we each had like seven types or something nice and uh yeah we played pokemon row and we basically just had to reset about a 
jillion times until we got a starter of our of our type and it was it was a little bit of a nightmare so um <laughs> my heart is happy that i could uh, go to infinity if i wanted to do you know monotype run or something like that and oh and do that. <laughs> we're adding multi-save option so oh. when you do your challenge modes and or if you do just do a run where you change up the starters like you can pretty much do whatever you want and save for all of them and have it like super it's just been really fun to test and work with like the multi-save feature is just that's one of those things that i always wanted from like gen 3 onward i was like why you can't even have three save files legend of zelda does that all the time every game i've played has save files why can't you do this right they're cruel that's why (sighs) (laughs) i get you know what makes you have to buy the other game i get it exactly yeah um So, uh, what, what was, what's been your favorite part of creating infinity? Is it the, the art? Is it, was it creating the story? Was it, uh, you know, it's absolutely the world design. Um, that's just that whenever, cause I'm definitely a game design <laughs> hobbyist, like board games, card games, obviously video games. I just like making games. One of my mm. favorite aspects of that is designing the worlds and the maps, you know, like I've run a few D and D campaigns and stuff like that. Like just designing the world has always been my, the most enjoyable for me. Nice. Um, satisfaction of having the game, you know, doing all the eventing and, and minor programming needed to, to make the game work. Um, that's satisfying to have it work, but I don't enjoy doing it. It's, it's painstaking at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the, I used to actually really hate doing NPC dialogue, but with Infinity, I had a lot more fun with it. And just like, I mean, I don't know, there's a lot of dialogue that is just not meant to be taken seriously or supposed to be like way over serious. Like it's a real uh, opposite ends of the spectrum from time to time. And I just, I don't know, I just had fun with it. I think there's, you can definitely see a reflection of the time period I was making it at, because there's definitely a few uh, pandemic references, um, kind of my mental state at the time. Um, it's it's really a reflection of just what's going on in my mind as I'm making the game, essentially. I mean, there's NPCs at points that are like, do, are we, do I really need to talk to you about this? Let's just get to the battle. Like, let's just keep on going. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely the world building. Um, I I like the art aspect. I've I've really enjoyed Pixar art for a long time. There's there's a certain level of challenge to it that makes it a little less enjoyable. Um, I think I'm pretty decent at pixel art um, and the art in general. Um, but there's yeah, there's definitely a challenge to it that that rem- I don't know the world building and, and the level designing and map making. That's definitely the most enjoyable. And next is the art aspect, but that challenge just that's why it's ranked down one notch. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do all the uh, the sprite uh, work for that we see in the game, or was that like a, a team effort? Um, it really varies depending on what you're referring to. So if we look at the actual like trees and rock cliffs and water and stuff like that, a lot of so the environment assets mm-hmm. um a lot of that is pulled from public resources on deviant art and relic mm-hmm. castle and stuff like that um so there's a huge community of artists and fan game devs that kind of share and pool resources and so a lot of graphics are taken from there um trees and grass and stuff like that what i what i like to do is 
go through, you know, some artists, like some artists will just upload a whole set of trees. Like here's a bunch mm-hmm. of trees I made last week. And like, they, they say, you know, free to use with credit, blah, blah, blah. And like, if there, there, there might be a tree that I'm like, yeah, I love the texture on that. Love the shape. I'm, I'm using that one, but then I might change up the colors or the contrast and kind of put my own little artistic spin on it. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the public, any public resources that were used, I'll, I'd say most of them were tweaked or customized in some way to just make them slightly different or make them more consistent and coherent with the, um, initial or the existing, uh, graphic style and tiles. Um, mm-hmm. anything that I, that didn't already exist publicly, I would just make for myself. Um, and so I do, yeah, the satisfaction of like making tiles and, and the environment art, that was, that that's a lot of fun too. Um, back to the pixel art ranking and stuff. Um, but yeah, so environment art, definitely a lot of public stuff. Obviously, like this goes without saying, but like the official Pokemon sprites and, and the official sounds, like that's all from the games. Right, <laughs> um, right. So credit to Nintendo. Thanks, fam. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Fakemon. So so that was a mixture of me and Homeless doing designs. Um, I think a couple friends made one or two designs. Like there's the Joltalope line that was made by one friend. Um, that's just a two-stage kind of Pikachu, Raichu mirror. Um, mm. But Homeless get, did a good chunk of the designs, and then I did a good chunk. As far as the sprite work goes, we just had this conversation on Discord the other day. If I had to estimate, I'd say I did probably seventy, close to 75% of the sprite work for the fake mon and regionals and all that stuff. Um, 25%, I mean, that could obviously vary. Um, 25 to 30% commission work. So, like, some sprites, because, I mean, God, at times I just had loads of sprites that i had to do what i would do is i'd take the drawing of it i'd outline it in in photoshop and then take that clean up the line work you know shrink it down blah 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 so i get all these really uh kind of beta style sprites done and then i'd go back and refine them and do the shading and the fine details and stuff like that so i would just have sheets of just these shitty looking beta sprites (laughs) um so yeah there'd be times when i'd be you know on a roll getting a lot done and then i'd hit a wall i'm like god i really like i need to take a break or like this one looks like it's gonna be too much of a pain so i'd commission out a few of them um Mm. which has been super helpful it's nice being an adult with a steady job where you can actually afford to commission (laughs) stuff for that um so yeah i did some commission work i had actually a group of like friends kind of like uh like an avenger situation in the fan game (laughs) community because it was like uh head pixel artists from the uranium and flux team um head pixel artists from the ethereal gates and sea sky team um a good friend of mine who's also a great pixel artist and just a few other artists um oh kyle dove who is just renowned in the fan game dev scene um for his art um we all got together. I kind of asked them uh, to help me out with this batch of fake mon. And so some of them did a couple of the back sprites, some of them dibs a couple front sprites. And so we kind of divvied up the work there. Um, so yeah, like I said earlier, like the game couldn't have been done without this consistent feedback and help from all these friends and, and associates and stuff from throughout the fan game community. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd say, yeah, for fake mon art. Yeah. About that. Just trying to think of all the other art there would be. Um, I feel like fake like the the fake mon art and the environment art is like the main stuff. Oh, battle animations. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, 
so the battle animation graphics were a lot of them were from all the different RPG maker engines, which are made by Enterbrain. I don't know if that's changed recently. I don't keep up with that. Um, and so I use a lot of their animation graphics. And then another artist online, I want to say his name is Andy Chen. It's in my credits list in the, in the download. Um, but to, had some anime, basically I compiled all these animation graphics and then I did, I got to imagine pretty much every animation, every battle animation you see in the game. Um, oh. Now the heavy lifting is done <clears throat> by the artwork of the graphics. I just, made the frames you know go in con you know sequential yeah. order in the right rhythm um or moved them you know so just trying to not to take too much credit for that but god it was over <laughs> 600 animations it was a huge wow. pain totally worth it in my opinion yeah <laughs> um was there uh is is ego the region itself like based off of anything in the world or was that just kind of your, like a real like, land place yeah, like yeah. Real, it, nah <laughs> no nice so you no, just that, that was just all of. all brain candy ego is just yeah a product of atomic spring that's awesome um it's one way to look at it <laughs> so uh as you're creating um like the fake mon and regional variants and stuff do you start like sketching on paper you like how, how does that process work um yeah i can really only speak for my process right i can't speak for homeless um mm -hmm. but yeah, my process is like i mentioned earlier it starts with like an itch i'm like god i just i have this idea like i gotta do something with it i want to like uh one of the designs in there pharalynx is a mm -hmm. persian evolution and this is the other thing I love Marco for. Um, I'll come up with a fake bond idea. I'm like, hey, I got this cool Persian evolution. And he'll be like, why? <laughs> um, Persian <laughs> does not need an evolution. Like, this is stupid. I was like, yeah, but I really need to make this. Can you make it work? Can you work your magic into the stats and, and let my dream be a reality? And he would begrudgingly <laughs> allow it. And nice. so, yeah, I'd, I'd sketch out uh, – you know, I'd sketch it out on paper. That's traditionally how I do my drawing. Um, and then if I get a decent sketch and I'm like, yeah, this is proportionate. This is the right style. This is this is the design I want. I'll scan it, put it into Photoshop, um, shrink it down to 80 by 80 or whatever, and then go over the line work and then take that line work, that really rough line work where, I, you know, I mentioned earlier with the shitty beta sprites, um, <laughs> bring that into MS Paint and then clean it up, color it, shade it. Nice. Add the pupils in the eyes. Give it some teeth, I guess, if it needs them. You know, all that stuff. So it, you need to add another mode to Infinity in, in 3.0, and that's just <laughs> the beta mode where you just <laughs> use all of your old beta art. During the alpha testing phase uh, <laughs> in the summer of 21, you know, we we wanted to test to make sure the game functioned, the story ran, all the major events played out, you know, and didn't crash. And so at that time, I was like, okay, let's have these guys test it. And they're just going to have to deal with a bunch of question marks and shitty beta sprites for their graphics because <laughs> we just like, that's not important right now. Like, I'll work on the graphics while they test it. And so, yeah, there was an alpha build that definitely had that, but that has been long deleted. But I'm sure one of the testers <laughs> has it still. So if you can hunt them down. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, Dad, do you have any questions for him? I've kind um, of stolen the mic. I'm sorry. Oh, you're you're good. Um, being a 
a, a long period of time you've been a Pokemon fan, it makes sense that you would ask a lot of questions. Oh, I'm yeah. very I'm very new to this. Um the last game that we played, the last season we played Bushido. Um that, that was, that was my, like his first like that was my first Pokemon game. Oh wow. Um yeah. yeah. I mean I remember watching the cartoons when I was younger, but uh the exact that was same. my my first actual yeah. experience. And now he's like Bushido. Now spending, I'm he's dropping like all of his money on like elite trainer oh, yeah. boxes. He's uh, like buying all the I cards. fell into a I fell into a hole. Hook line um, and sinker, bro. Oh, it's too my, bad. All my all my kids love it, so we play all the time. Yeah, so uh, um, yeah, I'm trying to get them crazy. to like emulate games on their phones. You know, it's just spreading the the joys of Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Um, you trying to get Nintendo's legal department on your kids? Wow. <laughs> Can't say I do, that, but <laughs> we'll just edit that part out. I never said that. It's, it's all good. <laughs> um. Oh man, I I've seen like I I just want to say like your art is phenomenal. Like I I just as a mediocre artist, like from my perspective, like I really enjoy all the stuff that I've seen. Thank um, you. Like it's funny because like we were talking about this before you came on, and like it seems like on relic castle, everyone is asking to use your assets, your tile sets. Um, so it's, I mean, that's yeah. pretty big. I mean, I think that's a big deal. People really appreciate yeah. um, good art when it's there. Yeah. It, it's, um, a, it's a very like beautiful game to be in. And I've, I've, thank you. I've dabbled in quite a few ROM hacks and fan games. And uh, this one does look very nice. And I will say I'm super excited to play uh, through it again. My first playthrough was on my phone. <laughs> Not ideal. Yeah. Um, but again, oh my gosh, I got I to gotta say this. Any Steam Deck users out there, these dudes like whipped up a version that works like perfectly on Steam Deck. It's like super to, easy. It was amazing. So again... Uh, have to give you mad you and your team mad props for doing that because, uh, yeah, some of the fan games not uh, as as easy and simple to get up and running on Steam Deck. It definitely um, wasn't like we didn't do anything with our game, but yeah, uh, Marco has a he God yeah Marco I think is paid to advertise the Steam Deck in the Discord server, <laughs> um, but he's got a Steam Deck and he like loves it. And another user Simon, who is actually kind of the reason we have the online <laughs> battling and trading features, um, he kind of whipped up like a tutorial or whatever on how to configure your settings on steam deck just to make it run decent so mm -hmm. like it wasn't necessarily that we made a version runnable on steam it's just they messed with steam and shared that if that makes sense or not steam yeah. steam deck or whatever same thing too. Right. um yeah. yeah so I'll, I'll be playing it on the steam deck this this i, I think i will too i mean you yeah. you sold me on that <laughs> um that. yeah it was it was a cool bonus. We found out much 
I think it was after the main demo. Yeah, after the demo, uh, it was a bonus to find out that we could run it on JoyPlay on Android devices. I never even planned for that. So it's been, yeah, it's been really cool to be able to play on the go. I imagine yeah. Steam Deck yeah. looks better because it doesn't displace the text, which kills me a little bit inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to maybe not having as much, like, um, lag on my phone. Like, I don't know if my phone could handle everything that was going on at times um yeah, yeah. i notice Sorry. on mine i have to have my finger like if my finger's touching the screen it runs smoother like if you're <laughs> holding down on the app okay. it runs smoother but if not it gets really leggy it's super weird hmm. i noticed yeah on, when we played bushido i played it on my phone and there were just it's really choppy and mm-hmm. i'd rather not have that experience so yeah. i probably will use the steam deck for sure. That's fair. Yeah, hopefully you can get that running good on there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So you you joked around about uh, 3.0 being like the nail in the coffin, so to speak. Yeah. Um, do you have any any future plans for a sequel, another Pokemon fan game, or uh, as you've already said, you you dabble in all kinds of game creation or are you looking to make a, a, a different type of game next um yeah good question um i don't know you know the thing is is <laughs> i've been doing this literally like literally just pokemon fan game dev not not just game dev but pokemon fan game dev specifically i've been doing it for so long that it feels like my brain is wired to just keep doing that, which I don't want to be the case. Um, <laughs> and so I can't, I keep telling people, yeah, I'm going to retire. This is my magnum opus. I'm done, which in all intents and purposes, that is the truth. Um, but I can't necessarily say that someday down the road, I won't have another itch that I really have to scratch. Um, I mean, I have this, you know, I've got this idea that's been toiling around in my head for a long time, um, but it would be a huge undertaking. Like I, I'm still, finishing up infinity which should have been done three years ago now um god i don't like saying that out loud um and so yeah it's it's just knowing what it's like and what it's like to what it takes to complete an entire game and complete it at the level of polish that i want it to be it's a huge task um so as far as making more fan games unlikely in the near future i definitely have ideas for it but i don't know if i'll be i'll ever scratch that itch um as i did say to you guys before the show started i am expecting my first child in june and so my hope is that we get this update out so that that itch that i always feel the need to scratch as far as like creating this game goes that can be substituted for just like you know, that time instead can be used for my child and focus yeah. on that and just kind of, I don't know, trying to shift my, my gears and, and, and my, mm. my focus and priorities into, you know, bigger things. Yeah. Enjoying yeah. the ultimate creation that you've made. Yeah. A human. Yeah, we'll see how they turn out. <laughs> Hopefully not too many bug fixes required. <laughs> Um, but yeah, as far as making games goes, I mean, like hobby games, like I'll probably, 
like I made over the last year, I've made a uh, tabletop version of Super Smash Brothers, and I oh, continue wow. to uh, just using amiibos and stuff like that. And so, you know, I continue to work on that. Um, I've got a card game that my wife and I play, like re- literally just games for me and my friends and family to play. Um, down the road, I mean, if I could get a, a job creating board games and card games, I would go for it. But right now I'm happy with my teaching career and where that's going. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I guess, you know, as far as far as Pokemon fan games go, it's not likely to happen in the near future. This like you, this is it. Enjoy it while it lasts. Right, right. <laughs> you uh you mentioned your teaching career. Do it do it are your students old enough to like be able to find infinity and know that you're attached to it in some way i don't think so um the funny thing about kids is a lot of them are really dumb so you don't actually need to worry about it too much uh, <laughs> no offense to any of my students that may find this you're not the one i'm talking about yeah no, um, you're special and great now you guys no, no. i've actually it's funny i've kind of tried to scrub any connection of my personal life and online life. Um, Mm. I used to have a YouTube channel where I actually did a bunch of tutorials on how to make a Pokemon game. Um, Mm. And that actually, I've been told by a lot of people like that led them to, you know, literally making their own games and like, blah, blah, blah. They blame me for their predicament of having to make more games. Um, (laughs) The curse. I'm sorry. Um, And, but yeah, no, I got rid of my YouTube videos a while back. I think after I graduated college and entered the teaching field, um, I've students that I've gotten close with and like, I know well enough. I'll, you know, once I find out if they like, cause I, I don't really ask them a whole lot of questions, but if it comes up in conversation, I mean, I ask them questions, it's kind of my job, but you know, in the <laughs> professional field, um, yeah, right. professional sense. Um, but like, if it comes up in conversation that they like Pokemon and I get to know them a little bit more, I might ask like, so have you heard of fan games or anything like that? <laughs> I've done that with a couple of kids. Infinity? I don't know. <laughs> one of my, one of my students, I think had heard of uranium. Oh, nice. But I think that's about it. I haven't really talked about a whole lot of them. Hmm. Do you ever give them like uh, pixel art assignments or like work? Yeah. Do, yes. Do, do, have you ever like just, you know, outsourced your infinity <laughs> art needs to your free oh labor my God. students? I had this idea. <laughs> so I legitimately, legitimately had a really good idea that that overlaps a lot of that i wanted to do a digital art lesson and at the time i was making custom egg sprites for every pokemon so that every egg you get would just look different because it's just i thought it would be neat but that's a lot of eggs more than you'd usually want for breakfast like a sickening amount um (laughs) and i was like wow it would be actually a pretty easy and 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 efficient way to get a bunch of custom eggs if i just said hey students here's an egg pixel art sprite you figure out how to change it to match this pokemon go never did that (laughs) but it would have been a perfect way to get it done um yeah but no, I have uh, – so for the last five years, I'm at a new school this year, but for the previous five years, I taught first through 12th grade, um, which was way too much for one person. Um, That's part awesome. of why Sounds I'm like at a, a new school. Quite a, quite a large range there. <laughs> it's all of it's all of it. It's, it's crazy. Um, but I had a kind of a fun lesson for my elementary kids, I want to say like between you know first and fourth grade. I gave them um, 
grid paper and taught him about pixel art and taught him about how like you can start with grid paper and you know if you have a computer at home you can get on ms paint and i kind of tried to plant the seeds of hey you could make games you could be a pixel artist you could do this more you know modern take on you know what art is and then yeah up in my high school class i did give a pixel art uh assignment basically saying like hey make some sort of pixel art uh this size by this size um some kids did a shit job and some kids did really well it was you know (laughs) that is how public school goes um yep so yeah with pixel art i've done a few things like that but that's about it nice Teaching um, an intro to game design class right now at my new school. Uh, we're offering electives to middle schoolers, so 6th, 7th, and 8th. This is directed for 7th graders. So uh, it's focused more so on card games and board games, but I do mention a little bit about like RPG Maker and Unity and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I am actually getting to teach a little bit more about game design this year, which has been kind of a hit. That's pretty cool. That's fun. Yeah. Um, so kind of off of that um if someone were to make a fan game a pokemon Mm -hmm. fan game what would your advice be to them oh man don't 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 do it first thing is don't (laughs) it's way more work than you want it to be um god i have there's a lot of advice i have that i'm probably definitely going to forget the main more important ones um, first thing is if you're going to make a fan game, if you're going to make, if you're going to make a game, you got to know how to do like most of the work. Um, you can't be the idea guy. You can't be the person who just hires out the map maker, the programmer, the writer, like you have to be competent in at least some of that. Yeah. Um, because nobody in my experience and in my opinion, nobody's going to be as passionate about your project as you are. So if you put all, all the work on other people for your idea, it's never going to happen. And it won't be. Um, Yeah. And that too, it's it's not your game. It's just an idea. Um, So that's like my main thing. My other thing would be is whatever you're about to make, it's not going to be your best thing. Like it, it, you're going to continue to get better unless you're my age, then you're probably plateauing right about now. Um, <laughs> but you know, my very first game, when I started to get the hang of RPG maker and, and the basics of, of pixel art and Pokemon styles, um, my first game was a very modest, uh, proposal. It was going to have every region, um, and every Pokemon, and it was going to be crazy. It was going to be all the Elite Fours, and it was, you know, was going to be very easy for one person to do by themselves. Um, and so that ended before I even got to the first region, because you're supposed to start on a tiny island and then go to Kanto. Never got that far. Point <laughs> is, your first project's not going to be your last and best thing. Um, there is, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Relic Castle and other websites have game jams, right? You get a month or you get the summer, uh, very short amount of time to make a game given a prompt. Um, and when you when you make these games, these smaller packaged games, it really helps you learn how to prioritize what is necessary to make the game go the way you want it to go. Um, in fact, I would say you know i so i had my first game was what was it pokemon chronicles that was going to have every region very creative name too um Mm -hmm. next main project 
because there were definitely some 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 random projects that I was going to do with a couple different friends I'd met online. Those never panned out. But then the next one that kind of had teeth was Morning Dawn, which was like a Canto remake, um, which, yeah, that turned out fine. Released a demo on that, but then I kind of lost passion on that. That led to Pokemon Obsidian, which was like my first like big game that like a lot of people knew about. Like that was... I think that was right around the time that people started to play fan games on YouTube and stuff like Shofu. I mm. like he was, I saw him play my game and I was like, Whoa, I didn't even know this was a thing. <laughs> um, and so Pokemon Obsidian, actually some of the fake in infinity come from Pokemon Obsidian. There's some, some leftovers from there that I still wanted to keep. Nice. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Obsidian, when I, that was like, while I was in high school, left high school, then I stopped obsidian in college in college i started canto hd that's where i tried to double the resolution um and make everything just 32 by 32 pixel instead of 16 by 16 for like the environment um and high res uh sprites anyway that was a huge shit ton of work so that didn't pan out either um (laughs) and then at that point i was finishing up college and was like in the process of becoming a teacher blah 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 and so i was like okay i'm i'm done i'm gonna be good with like making fan games i'm over it and then i thought okay the the relic castle game jam sounds kind of fun i'll take a stab at that so i think i did one year i did an earthbound themed pokemon game it's called earthbound capsule quest it was very small and contained and quick i got to have fun emulating the earthbound like uh weird dialogue like that was that was kind of the highlight for that um made it all earthbound style graphically um and just had a lot of fun with that and it was very small and contained and done i think within just a couple months and then the next I did another game jam for Relic Castle and I did Rose Gold and that was a small game that was focused on red after um, the events of red, blue and yellow. And so you play as red up in Tojo, uh, which is in between Johto and Kanto. And so I just made some towns, made a short little game there, and it ends with you fighting gold or the hero from gold and silver. Um, so kind of like a reverse of the, of the um, yeah. silver battle is red. And like when I did, so that was the first with Rose Gold. That was the, I know this is really off tangent from what you originally asked Um, with uh, the Rose Gold. That was the first time I had done a fourth gen style game. And I really, really loved it. I was so used to doing third gen style or like more custom styles. And I really loved the fourth gen style. And like, that was the spark that made me think like, I should make a bigger game than this. Not like super big, like a full region, like Obsidian or like every other game is, but like a bigger version than this, but smaller than a huge game. So like, that's why Infinity has five badges instead of eight, um, which like I mentioned in chat is not a good measure of the size of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that leads to Infinity. What was the original question? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it was advice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. So what I'm. My point is, the more you make, the better you get. And you're not gonna. The, the the next thing you make isn't gonna be your best. It's always practice for your next best thing. And like you just yeah. keep make getting better and better and better. Blah 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 blah. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> whatever. It's pretty okay. sage advice there. Yes. Thank um, you. <clears throat> Sorry, a little cough there. Uh, yeah, okay, that's great. Uh, I feel like this has been a fabulous conversation. And um, one thing that we like to do when we end our interviews is um, we have to ask what your favorite Pokemon from like the official series is. And oh. 
I gotta go. Actually, I can't answer that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you must. Um, you must answer. I gotta pick one. Yeah. There's only like a thousand to pick from, so yeah, should be Just, pretty. Oh, you know, I was I was having a pretty good time up until this question. <laughs> um, God, you know what? My mind keeps falling back into onyx i just something about i think it's because that was you know one of the first ones you see at when i was you know like i mentioned earlier in the show like when i was four three the pokemon show was on onyx was like one of the first big mm-hmm. badass monsters you saw um and i got yeah i'm, I'm gonna go onyx final answer right. locking it in it's good i know Bonus. he's not great but he's cool okay. looking <laughs> It's okay. That's cool. really all that matters. Um, you guys ever see uh, Monster Rancher? No. Uh, they had a big rock monster there. Love a good rock monster. <laughs> yeah, um, rock monster. My my mind goes to uh, the Never Ending Story movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cartoon yeah. or re- no, the live action movie. Yeah, but the original movie because Never Ending Story two sucks. I didn't even know there but, was a second one. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's okay. I made a mistake. Um there's there where I used to live, there is like a secondhand store called the Exchange where you could buy like used movies and CDs and albums and stuff like that. And I was like, my wife had never seen Never Ending Story, and I was like feeling really nostalgic one day, went in there, accidentally picked the second one and popped <laughs> it in, and I was like Oh my God! What is this? <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> Do you still love me? <laughs> Please say yes. It was, it was almost the end of the yeah, it, it, was, it was. Oh wow! It was, it was a tough. It was a tough time. But uh, so not never through. ending. Definitely ending. Yeah, okay. that, <laughs> yeah, definitely the opposite of how you want uh, your marriage to to be. Um, I okay, do have bonus. one more question. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. If I can, if I may. Yeah. Is there a Fennekin? That's and, the sixth gen Firefox, right? Yeah. 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 Bold in post, method. but in the 3.0 okay. update, you can choose your starters and it can be a Fennekin. Yes. The problem yeah, is, you're going to have to get the right password for it, and I haven't given those out anywhere. Oh. That was stuck, Jeff. <laughs> sucks to suck. That was um, my starter for uh, Bushido, <laughs> and I've just fell in love with it ever since. You know, it's. Yeah. I love it. That's fair. Yeah, you, yeah, you can get it in post game. So if you're just really patient, yeah, <laughs> I'll get there. It's worth it for me. Yes. Um, well, perfect. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. It was a great time. Um, yes, thank you. We are very much looking forward to playing Infinity for season four. Uh, I'm excited to jump back in for the second time. And um, any listener out there who um, has already played Infinity. Um, sounds like right around the corner. It's going to be a pretty epic update with a lot of super awesome quality of life stuff and stuff in the post game that we didn't talk about because we don't want to spoil anything for for Dad or Kumano. Um, so be looking forward to that. And uh, is there any plug you want to do for yourself, sir? Uh, the Discord or anything like that, or? No, not necessarily. Um, you know, if you're interested in the game, check it out. I tried to make it pretty good, so I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if you can be patient and wait for the 3.0 update, because there will be a lot of cool things that uh, will – not not like complete – well, no, some things can really change the whole experience, I guess. 
yeah, I don't know. If you're patient and want to wait for the 3.0 update, great. If not, your save file will transfer over. Um, so you're safe. It's all good. Very cool. That's very, cool. very awesome. Um, perfect. Well, uh, go download Pokemon Infinity. Get ready for Season 4. Uh, we'll have our episode schedule and breakdown coming out soonish with Season 4 right on its tail. Uh, thank you again, Atomic, for coming and hanging out. And uh, we'll see you guys real soon in Season 4. <laughs>